0: welcome to the prop source podcast on this podcast you won't find me telling you everything there is to know about property you'll just follow our property journey we're sources and we're building our own portfolio having gone through the recession and thought you know what we need to diversify when we get out of this and we need to invest in property for our future and hope you enjoy the episode welcome to the prop source podcast the latest edition is hosted by me Heather Gorringe and Luke Connott and so today Luke we are well bounding through the countryside of Wales we've actually never been on this road before
1: no, we're heading from, sort of, ab- where is it? Ab-
0: Abitallari
1: up to Landrid Nod. So we've just looked at a block of flats in Abitaleri. Uh Had a look around those with the vendor, which is always nice to actually speak to the vendor as opposed to the agent. Because although the agents are always very helpful, they're not going to know the information that the vendor is.
0: And the vendor certainly knew his stuff, didn't he?
1: Absolutely, they? yeah. Told
0: us all so. about the... Fire alarm system, the smoke alarm system, the doors, the yeah. quality of the roof.
1: Yeah, uh, he knew when the gas safety certs had been done, everything off the top of his head that you'd expect the vendor to know, so that was really useful. Yeah, and we are just we've just entered Paris across the top of I don't know what hill it is, but the most stunning views across Paris.
0: And uh, just so you've got the picture. Um, The the uh, land is covered in bracken. The Sun is beating down Uh, We've just gone by some lovely Welsh mountain ponies a million sheep and a Lamborghini and a Porsche And And some some other other classic cars. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, we really enjoy our job It's a bit up and downy, but we do really enjoy it.
1: this road certainly is a bit up and (laughs) downy.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) And now we're off to Landrid (laughs) Nod Wells.
0: So, um, we won't mention which property it is. We'll call it property A. um, But can you give me an update on the refurbishment of the property that we've done a previous podcast on in Landrid Dodd, which is going to be from offices and accommodation into five
1: lovely flats yes yeah I can so uh, we had a wine bar on the lower ground floor offices on the ground and first floor and then two flats that had probably been used as flats 30 years ago on the second and third floors yeah we've completely gutted the building we've got scaffolding out front and back so we were able to do all the roof remedial works first because we want to, particularly at this time of year, but you you should always do it this way. We want to make the building watertight before we do anything inside. So the guys have been doing the remedial works on the roof and uh, at the same time, they've been taking out all the windows and um, they're refurbishing the beautiful original windows and putting in uh, double glazed units into those windows.
0: So we still keep the wooden Frames and yes. surrounds
1: absolutely yeah, that's very important the building's in a conservation area and to comply with the regulations we have to have wooden windows and wooden frames so
0: and i think we're about four weeks in to the refurbishment and so when we check the building can you give us an idea of where we've actually got to in terms of plasterboard first fix and how it's working
1: Absolutely, yeah. So now that they've uh, uh, got everything nice and dry and done all the roof works, uh, they uh, now start working down the building. So uh, from
0: top to bottom? Top to bottom, yeah. Yeah.
1: So they put the stud partitioning up first, then they run all the uh, first fix, utilities and sprinkler systems. Then they put in all the insulation and plasterboard over the top now specific types of plasterboard in areas where it's wet you're going to need the green blue plasterboard uh, as that waterproof bathroom a- bathroom, bathroom. Yep. yep on the ceilings you need two layers of plasterboard one of them being a red plasterboard which is the fire plasterboard
0: i thought it was pink
1: i i like to call it red okay i feel red yeah. And fire go together. But you're probably oh, right. I think you're it's You're more pink. of an expert on colour than yeah, I am. Okay. I think it's red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Hedgehog! Hedgehog. Oh. we missed it. We
0: missed it. <laughs> do you want me to go back and put him on the side of the road or do you think he was heading that way? I think he was on
1: his way home.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, cyclist.
1: Yeah, we've missed him as well, which is good. Good. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so they're working out their way down the building, doing all the insulation, all the boarding, and then plastering. I know when we were there last week, they'd uh, boarded uh, the top two floors and had plastered the top floor. So I'm expecting to see some good progress on boarding and plastering this week.
0: So for clients who are wondering whether or not having a project manager is worthwhile, um, bear in mind. You are a project manager, so you're bound to say it is worthwhile. Can you give me an idea of what you actually do to make sure that the builders do the best job and also... Because um, they, they never seem to work in into actually uh, the time quoted because other things come up, don't they? But can you give no. me an idea of what you're actually doing?
1: Our- our role is to keep the whole job moving, so whether that's working with the clients to make sure that they uh, are on top of the utility suppliers particularly the water suppliers which are a bit of a nightmare normally. Yeah. Uh, whether that's working with the architect to make sure that we've got the planning and building regs in place. Uh, whether that's wielding, uh, working with the contractor, which is probably the, the lion's share of the role, we go in on a bi-weekly basis and we check the progress, check it against the plans and the building regs to ensure everything's complying and make sure that, you, you know, that the project is moving along in the right direction and at the right speed to ensure that we're as near as we can be, subject to hold-ups with utilities or unforeseen things. Yeah we're on time but also as importantly is to make sure that we're on budget as well
0: yeah I was gonna add on in terms of budget we're going through pont one and it's a tiny beautiful ancient stone bridge and so we're just waiting for the traffic in terms of what I was gonna add I think also before we were experienced pro- project managers we did not understand How builders worked in terms of funds. And so often you have to uh, allocate funds to a builder before they start, which is fair enough because there are expenditures that are very difficult to deal with if you haven't got some funds. And also, everyone now is used to to the. um, God, we're just going through this narrow thing, bridge to prove our van goes through very close it is isn't it yeah.
1: um
0: anyway um in terms of funds obviously you cannot expect a builder to fund a project without some funds from the clients and so what we've really learnt is oh gosh it's extremely yeah brilliant. it is i'm worried about your um study because
1: yeah we've got to get through this gap bit, yet yeah as well. i think they've made it narrower on purpose oh. But a fantastic
0: view. Lovely view. So, what we do is uh, we keep clients' funds in a client account and we allocate to the builder the funds based on stages that we actually um, make sure have happened. So, I think um, as long as you trust your project manager and as long as they've got proper client accounts to deal with your funds that this is a huge advantage because I cannot imagine remotely trying to manage a project without inspecting what is there on a bi-weekly basis can you
1: absolutely no you, you just Probably
0: wouldn't, just go you wouldn't on.
1: know what's been done no. you wouldn't know where your, your money had gone the builder would be asking for more money and you wouldn't know whether they've completed it yeah
0: yeah so I think that's really important um, so uh, apart from that project uh today, in, in a
1: nutshell, yeah. Yeah. as a project manager, we look after the clock and the purse.
0: Very nice. Yeah. For the client. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. We're looking after your clock and purse for you.
0: I think we need three C's then. Clock and coins for client. Oh,
1: there we are. Very good. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Yeah. Um, so apart from that, we're also off to check out an apartment that we signed off some months ago that is for a client and he's now going to rent it out. So the return will be really good on the rental, but he struggled to sell it, even though he had an offer well over the estimated future market value that we estimated on that particular property. So he's now renting it out. And that's one of the other lessons that we've learned is our estimates are future market value Always err on the side of caution, but the client's risk and return is all theirs. So if you get a deal through, you must do your own due diligence. Um, but what I would say is, sometimes once the refurbishment is complete, the estimate, the uh, market value is put at a hugely higher rate by the agent, and th- this is a genuine thing they. They believe that it can sell for that, etc. But sometimes it lures clients, and in fact us, into putting that property on the market at the highest value. And I would definitely say, go steady. Because the whole point of being an investor and trying to make money out of property is to actually do it. And if you start at a really high price, although people say, oh yeah, well you can lower it, in real terms you have missed a whole host of buyers because on right move people are putting in their budget they're putting in the date that they believe the property has been added and if you keep that property on the market for too long at too high a price no matter whether there's something wrong with it or not the potential purchaser can often be swayed by thinking there's something wrong with it. And you don't sell it am i right
1: absolutely 100% and the key i think you said there was in the search if when you're searching for anything if you've got a price bracket to search on your property will never (laughs) appear in that price bracket yeah
0: i know um anyway so uh from luke and i on the most glorious day in mid wales in
1: mid-october
0: oh yeah (laughs) um we're just enjoying the scenery we love this job Uh, And it is a job. I mean, we're investors ourselves, but we've got ourselves a job. Um, We're going to sign off now and wish you well for another week. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, Just a book recommendation for you this week. Um, I enjoyed this book. It's The Complete Guide to Property Investment. How to survive and thrive in the new world of buy to let and it's been fully updated for 2019 so I've got the old version but even so it's by Rob Dix and you may know him from the property hub podcast and if you've not listened to this uh, then go and download all the episodes especially the one on um, especially the one on property cycles. Um, So they talk about the 18-year property cycle. It's really interesting that uh, they've got this view on it and uh, it's proven in the past. I found it great anyway. This book is really good on strategy. Um, So you'll find out how to put your strategy together, um, everything you need to know about financing the investments and how to manage your investments and uh, it's a strategy that we've been using ourselves which is basically um, buying and letting the property out then putting a mortgage on that property to release our capital uh, to enable us to buy the next property so it's um you know fairly simple but uh, this gives you a really good insight to it and well worth listening to the two robs Uh, podcast at the property hub Um, so this book's called the complete guide to property investment how to survive and thrive in the new world of buy to let and it's by Rob Dix So hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm Heather from PropSource and you're following our property journey as we source for clients and build our own portfolio.